0: Welcome back to The Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham, and welcome to my show. And today we're taking a call from a gentleman who had a tenant horror story. The tenant basically moved in, never paid rent, hired a lawyer, fought it for almost a year. The guy lost almost $60,000 fighting a tenant through eviction. It was a horror story. So we're going to bring him on. He's going to share his story, what he's learned from this, and uh, we'll bring him on the show. So Tony, welcome to The Graham Stephan Show. What's going on? Uh, nothing much. How are you doing? Good. It's good. What's up?
1: Yeah. So uh, I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, some of my experience uh, with a tenant. Um, I had a, you know, pretty similar tenant to you. Um, when I first started out in real estate, actually, this is my first duplex. So basically I um, rented out the place to them because they offered me a uh, three months in advance rent. And I thought, you know, I had found the perfect tenant. They weren't complaining much. So I took it on and said, you know what, let's do this. Um, so when it came time to pay rent, you know, they gave me the runaround and it was it was a nightmare. So first they told me that they would have the rent by this day. I went there, over there and I rang the doorbell for about 30 minutes or so. No one was home. So, you know, I kept calling them. No one answered. So I left. Um, and basically that kept going on and on. And they kept telling me that they would have rent. And then. Um, it would just keep going back and forth, and they would just uh, keep giving me like the runaround. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit, yeah. So after that, you know, I said, you know, what I'm gonna, you know, take this to, uh, I'm gonna evict you. And uh, it took a while actually. So um, they they knew exactly what they were doing. So they basically kept making excuses, and they had uh, free service over here. So like, if you're, I guess, part of a low income. Um, you're able to get free service and mm. they can actually, you know, get lawyer help and all that kind of stuff. And we spent a lot of money on uh, lawyer fees and uh, they basically kept saying everything was broken. This didn't work. That didn't work. And we just remodeled places like everything was new. So, yeah, yeah. that's basically what happened.
0: So how long did it take you to get them out of there?
1: Oh wow! It took us—I uh, want to say about almost a year.
0: So it was about. Oh 11 my god! And that was yeah. a year, by the way. They weren't paying you any rent, right? Yeah, yeah. They wow. Didn't, they, they paid the first three months.
1: And that was it, and you know, over. It's, it, it, this is in uh, Oakland, California. Yeah. So it's you know right next to San Francisco. So it was. I mean, they were just living there for free, basically.
0: Wow! And how much do you think you lost over the course of the year between lawyers' fees and lost rent and damages? I'm guessing they damaged the place.
1: Yeah, um, I would say it was about sixty grand, maybe 60? a little bit more, a little bit less. Yeah, sixty.
0: Oh my was, god! Yeah, that's that's the thing with with a lot of these tenants. They're they're what's known as uh, what was the term? Professional tenants. Basically, all they do is they go in, they'll pay the security deposit, first month rent, they move in with the intention of never paying again, and they know the system. And they know if their income is below a certain level, they, they, like you said, get access to basically free legal services, which they love to drag things out for landlords. California you know, I, I don't know if we want to say fortunately, unfortunately, is, is it, it is what it is, is a very tenant friendly state. Uh, the state usually sides with the tenant and it's up to the landlord to uh, prove them wrong, basically. So I've seen a lot of cases where tenants have gone in and then immediately it's been like, you know what, we claim that there's mold in here and there's a rodent infestations and we're not going to pay any rent. And then the landlord is saying, well, no, it's not. There's nothing there. And the court says, well, landlord, you have to prove this. You have to prove this, otherwise we're just going to believe the tenant. And it just becomes – like my tenant, when I had to evict uh, my tenant – Thank God they got in a little bit too late and they missed the deadline. But they were claiming there was mold at my place, which if there was mold at my place, they caused it because they're the ones that were growing weed in the garage. And obviously, like, <laughs> if, you, if you you know, if there's going to be any mold, it's going to be from that and it's going to be their cause. But, you know, guess what the state says? Well, you know, landlord, you need to remedy this situation because now you have an uninhabitable living condition. And, uh, the, you know, the tenant should not. It's It's ridiculous, man so what could yeah. you have what could you have done to prevent that from happening
1: uh, i mean i definitely not, uh, ever since then I do like a really really thorough check on their background um oh. you know i try to do like uh, i try to check their credit you know job history i you know even try to go as far as looking them up on social media seeing what their kind of lifestyle is like, Mm -hmm. um, and then getting a lot more references, not just their friends and family, but also like work associates that they've worked with in the past. Um, and yeah, right now I do have a, a management company that we, uh, basically have that helps us do all that stuff. Now, ever since then, I've been, uh, you know, a little bit shaken up by that.
0: Yeah, it's a horrible experience. I made every mistake I could have possibly made with my first tenant. Almost, you know, similar story, basically moved in late. The rent slowly started to become later and later and later until eventually they stopped paying. They started to fight it. Uh, The same same sort of like free legal services that they get access to. Um, I made the mistakes. The the credit was horrible, and I overlooked that. Um, Checking up on social media is a really, really, really big one that more people should be doing. And it's something, you know, now people are getting kind of caught, you know, catching up to that with they can hide their identity with Instagram. They could do some like, you know, you know, uh, you know, pit bull lover four twenty sixty nine, and that could be their, their Instagram. It's good. It's going to be kind of hard to find, but, uh, you yeah. know, f- trying to find them online could be a really good one. Um, definitely background checks. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear you that you ended up going through that lesson learned though, because you're never going to make that mistake again. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a great, Expensive lesson as well. <laughs> yeah, geez. But uh, anyway, man. Sorry to hear about that. But what were the, the, a few of the questions that you had?
1: Yeah. So, uh, so right now uh, I have a few properties now. Um, some of them are partnerships. Um, but basically, I have a good amount of uh, money saved up right now. And with interest rates looking, you know, really low right now, um, I have a few options here. You know, I want to either buy another property or i want to wait for you know the recession to come um or you know i've always been a car guy myself and you know i have a few i mean n- nice cars but i do i've always wanted to buy my own lamborghini and uh i mean i have access to you know a lot of friends and families like you know exotic cars i actually do have a youtube channel i do a lot of uh you know car stuff it's uh, pro exotic lifestyle. Um, do a lot of car stuff. And also I'm trying to do a lot more uh, financial videos now too, talking about real estate and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, I know if I buy a Lamborghini right now, it's, you know, the value is going to hold somewhat and I can probably, um, you know, buy it and drive it around and probably resell it for, you know, close to what I got it for. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I I also um, watch your video and you said that you've always wanted to buy a Lamborghini, but Ever since you got the money and, you know, you feel like you don't really need that anymore and you don't really need that right now. So that's kind of where I'm leaning as well. So um, what, what's your take on it?
0: I don't know, man. I think you're kind of all over the place with this one. Um, why going from a property to a car? I mean, they're totally different things. Are you looking for an investment or are you looking for a, a, just a good time?
1: I mean, I think a little bit of both at the same time because I do, do want a property right now. Um you know the recession is coming, and I don't want to buy.
0: You know, how do you know? How do you know the the recession is coming? How do you how do you know that?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not you know saying that it's coming now, but I know there's going to be one uh, in the future. Um, you know, as history shows us. Of course, there's going to be one uh, in the future. What if
0: it's ten years from now, or what if it's fifteen years from now? That's true
1: too. I mean, I feel like right now, you know, with the whole interest rates. Are really low and uh, we haven't had one in about nine years nine to ten years so I just feel like you know it's coming like you know within a few years from now Um, but I could be wrong
0: okay so here's my thought on this you cannot predict a recession very well we could have a recession in a few months prices could drop everything could go to crap um, or it could happen 10 years from now five years from now when prices have gone up another 30 percent and then they drop you know 20 something percent it would have been better for you to buy now no one has any clue. So there's no sense preparing for something that hasn't happened yet until it actually happens. Um, that, that's, that's my thought with this. Um, real estate interest rates are insanely low right now. So now I see is a really good time to buy and lock in a really low interest rate loan long term. Um, so for me, I would I would lean towards getting a really good deal. Just waiting until you find a really good deal in real in real estate, uh, then buying it at a really low interest rate and just keeping it for like thirty years. I think that's going to be pretty foolproof. Um, my thing is this: if you if you go and buy a, a car, you're not really going to be able to utilize a low interest rate unless you're getting one of those like 144 month loans at like four percent or five percent. But even then, it's like it, it's kind of stupid to finance a, an exotic car for that long. At that interest rate, in my opinion, the other thing is this: is that if you believe there's a recession coming, uh, exotic cars usually take the biggest hit for everything, because uh, that's the that's one of the most easily disposable assets that rich people have. Is like they're not going to dump the property; they're not, they're not going to dump their investments. They're going to dump the car first, where they have their money tied up. in. so, I think if 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 you believe there's a recession, a car would be a horrible decision to go and buy right now. Even something as, as as easy as like a Lamborghini at the bottom of its depreciation curve, you know, those are the cars that people are going to be first wanting to unload just to free up capital. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Well, I really appreciate the call. Thank you so much, and definitely keep us posted with this. Yeah, thank you, Graham. Oh. I love your videos, by the way. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Make sure to always hit the, hit the like button. Always smash that yep. button. Make always sure subscribe. Smash that button. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Have a good one. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. As always, if you have not destroyed the like button, make sure to demolish the like button. Demolish the subscribe button. Demolish the notification bell so YouTube notifies you anytime we post a video. Also, feel free to add me on Instagram. I post it pretty much daily, so if you want to be a part of it there, feel free to add me there. Thank you again for watching, and until next time.